Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Missed opportunity for the Knicks yesterday, but a golden opportunity for the Atlanta Hawks as free agency set to begin in about, what, seven hours or so. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on your smart speaker, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't don't forget Sirius XM Channel 80 as well. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We will get to your calls in just a few minutes because... Yesterday, a tremendous trade that was made by the Atlanta Hawks and getting DeJounte Murray from the San Antonio Spurs, a guard who nearly averaged a triple-double for most of the season, ended up around 21 points a game, nine assists, eight rebounds. The guy's a terrific defender, and now it seems as if uh, the... San Antonio Spurs are just headed to flat-out tank at this point. Hawks give up three first-round picks, one pick swap. Two of the picks are unprotected, and Danilo Gallinari. This is a phenomenal deal for the Atlanta Hawks yesterday. And, Chris, at the same time, I have to wonder, where were the New York Knicks involved in this? Because if they were able to tie Murray together with Jalen Brunson and then you have R.J. Barrett, then we're moving the needle in the Eastern Conference. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. You'd like to be able to pair a guy that that has been on an all-defensive team and was the Steels champ this past season with Jalen Brunson, who's not necessarily known for his defensive prowess, right? But now if the Knicks, even if they are going to land Jalen Brunson in free agency, you're talking about a backcourt with Jalen Brunson and Evan Fournier not necessarily world beaters on the defensive end. And we know that that's what Tibbs' calling card is. That's what the identity of Tom Thibodeau coach teams has always been since he's been a head coach in the NBA. So I think the Knicks would be lo- – they're losing a lot by missing out on DeJounte Murray. Not only are you getting an all-star caliber player, but in terms of how that player impacts what you're trying to do with your roster and how he would complement the other pieces, I mean, I-, I-, I just don't understand why the Knicks couldn't bring themselves – to go to that territory that the Atlanta Hawks were willing to go to in order to get Murray. Because, again, Carlin, how often does a 25-year-old All-Star become available via free agency or the trade market? It doesn't happen that often. So it feels like this is one of those situations the Knicks missed out on. And for a franchise that had been building to this moment over the past couple of years, I just don't understand why you're stockpiling all of those first-round draft picks if not to make a move like the Atlanta Hawks made yesterday for Murray. Well, here's Brian Windhorst on KJM this morning, or rather on 98.7 ESPN in New York this morning, on exactly what happened with the Knicks in this situation. The Knicks were definitely definitely had some talks. I will say that like, I've seen the Knicks get some criticism for not winning this bidding war. The Hawks gave up an extraordinary haul to get DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray is a very good player. He's a 25-year-old all-star on a very good contract for the next two years. These players do not come around very often, which is why there was a bidding war for him. And the Hawks paid for that. Not only did they offer two unprotected picks, which is just, when you offer unprotected picks, especially multiple, chances are you're going to get burned. And a pick swap. I, I, I would almost guarantee you that one of those three picks is going to sting the Hawks pretty badly. I just think the Knicks weren't willing to bid in that zone, I kind of don't blame them. Now, if you want to say that, how is that going to help them? You know, that attitude helped them. We have to see what they do with this bounty of picks. They have 11 first in the next seven years. Okay, so what are we talking about here? Because we know that they 
are going after Jalen Brunson hard. That is their priority, and we'll get to that in a second. But what else could be at play here? Are the Knicks wanting to get involved on DeAndre Ayton? That that would be nice. I don't know that that's a great fit for what the Phoenix Suns would want. What would the Knicks possibly give up that would help the Suns in giving up DeAndre Ayton at that point? Yeah, I I don't know, Carlin. I, I don't know what the plan is moving forward, where they're going to pivot, but it's clear that DeJounte Murray and Jalen Brunson would help this team make a quantum leap in the direction that Leon Rose and Tibbs want to go in. And the fact that you missed out on Murray, it it makes it feel as if there's got to be another move that's out there to be made, whether it's a sign-and-trade or it's somebody out there in the free agent market pace that we're just not expecting, some kind of dark horse player. But here's the deal, Carlin. Jalen Brunson is a really good player. He's going to help the Knicks get better. He is not going to help the Knicks become a contending team. And I think that's the source of frustration for a lot of Knicks fans because they feel like DeJounte Murray and Jalen Brunson together could put the Knicks in that conversation for being a top five team in the Eastern Conference. And and here, here's the deal. I, I don't know that there's going to be another move to be made over the course of the next calendar year that you would be able to say that for the New York Knicks. And, and when it seems like you were that close – because you do have all of those assets. You got 11 first-round picks over the next seven years, and I want to say something like eight of those eight of those first-round picks are tradable. When you don't make this kind of move, when you don't go after a guy like DeJounte Murray, when you have the chance to get him, it feels like this is one of those decisions that could come back to bite you. Meanwhile, Kennedy and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, the Jalen Brunson situation. So, it had been reported yesterday that Jalen Brunson – was going to meet with the Knicks, he was going to meet with the Dallas Mavericks, and he was going to meet with the Miami Heat. How about this from Zach Lowe and also from Tim Reynolds this morning on Twitter? Have heard the same thing this morning from multiple league sources. No in-person meeting between the Heat and the Brunson camp is planned at this point. And Reynolds goes on to say they did not have such a meeting scheduled per league source. Chris, here's what that tells me. Mm. If the Heat actually had interest in Jalen Brunson, once it became clear to them that Brunson to the Knicks seems like a fait accompli, they weren't going to bother because they're they're not going to go and talk to Jalen Brunson and try to talk him out of going to New York. It's you want to come here, you want to be a part of it, that's great, but if your mind's already made up, we're not going to be a part of your little game here. Yeah, I don't know if it's a game, though, because Jalen Brunson has let it be known that he wants to compete for a championship, and he wanted the Knicks if he wanted to do Mavis that, he'd go to Miami. Heat to lay out. <laughs> well, well, you can say that, but he wanted both all of the franchises that he was scheduled to meet with to lay out a plan on how they were going to become a contender. And so I, 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 it's a little bit confusing to me about the whole Miami Heat situation just because – it would have to be via sign and trade how the Heat would acquire him and they could potentially offer him more money than the Knicks could just signing him outright. So I, I, that, to me, is a little bit curious. The Heat don't have a lot of ways to reshape that roster or to add the piece that they would need alongside Jimmy and Bam to contend. But, uh, you know, listen, I, 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 I think Jalen Brunson is a really good point guard that's on the free agent market and a lot of teams want him. 
because he has the ability to orchestrate the offense. He, he can get you into your half-court sets. He can get the ball to the guys in their spots where they can do what they do best. He makes everything easier offensively for your team. And so I think there's a value in that when you're the Miami Heat. There's also a tremendous value in that if you're the New York Knicks. It's just that the stakes are different for the two franchises because they're in different places. But I've said it all along. The Knicks need Jalen Brunson more than anybody else just because they have not been able to solve the riddle of the point guard position for seemingly decades. And so now adding a player of that ilk is going to make R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin that much better. No question, but there is a lot more that needs to be done to find the Knicks into the top four in that Eastern Conference because it doesn't feel like it's going to happen this year. No, it doesn't. But here's let me ask you this question, though, Carlin. If they were to able to land DeJounte Murray, could we be having a conversation about the Knicks being a top five team in the East? Absolutely. But that's my point. And, and that's why Knicks fans are frustrated. And I think it's – They should be. I think they're well within their rights because if you're not going to get DeJounte Murray, well, then what are, where are you going? Where are you going in free agency? What are we doing with all the draft picks? Hey, Chris, here's the thing. Like, it, we, t- we have heard for years about positioning yourself for when the next superstar is available. Well, the superstar in the making was available yesterday, and he went somewhere else. And here's the deal, Carl, and here's the other thing. They, the Atlanta Hawks used the first-round draft pick they got from you in the Cam Reddish deal in order to pull it off. That's the insult to injury part for the Knicks fan. There's like a little Cam kick Red, in the groin. Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish didn't even play for the Knicks. Like, that's the move. They use that along with the two unprotected first-round picks in future years in order to land DeJounte Murray, a guy that you could have had your hands on. It's got to be frustrating for Knicks fans. All I can say is Zion watch continues. We'll have to see whether or not they – I think the, we got a break. I think we went over. Uh, I think we got a break at this point in time. Wow. Well, we'll break. I mean, I'm just saying we'll break. But, I mean, I just I just feel like we got to cut the Knicks fans a break and finally be able to get a superstar for them because the franchise doesn't seem like they're all too worried about it. I don't you know what the franchise else? is worried about. I, I think they're worried about their jobs. That's literally what they're worried about because they've done a, a half-blank job recently in the last couple of years that I think they're worried about it and they don't know where to turn. You hear the broken spirit in Nuno's voice as a Knicks fan. You can hear that. And I completely understand it. Nuno, let's allow you to collect yourself and break, as you said. And we have so much more coming your way on the Knicks, on the NBA free agency, which is about to begin. It is all out there for you. It is time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone Auto zone. Is Jalen Brunson enough to excite the Nick Nation, or are they more ticked off about DeJounte Murray? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your chance to get in on that in just moments. Up next, though, Miles Sanders makes some comments that really tend to harken back to some ill-fated comments that Vince Young made years ago. We'll get to that, and Greeny gallivanting around Europe. It's it's something to behold. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yeah, Greeny, uh, uh, checking out Greeny's social media. Boy, he's having quite the time all over Europe. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. So correct me if I'm wrong. He has gone over the last four or five days from England, from London, to Lisbon, and now Paris. Is that right, Nuno? That's what it seems like uh, based upon the social media posts, uh, which I have a I don't know. How should I feel about the fact that he went to Lisbon um, and didn't like check in with me and be like, hey, by the way, are you cool with me going back to your country? Like, there's. Well, he has to ask your permission I mean, or do you want him to right, ask about for to say. <laughs> right. Just like a, hey, hey, heads up. Like, you need what anything? Are you, like, the like, like, hey, heads up. You need anything? <laughs> you know, like that type of thing. I, I mean, if what you wanna, are you going to help him with in Portugal? <laughs> I mean, I can see Nuno like having recommendation. He was born in Portugal. Nuno was. I can see him having. I understand that, but do you think the places Nuno goes is where Greeny's going to go? That's a great point, Bubba. That is an wow. outstanding wow. point. Well, I don't know. Is that that's a shot at me, right? Oh, no, it's not a shot. I just think there are clearly levels to this thing, Nuno, and you need to accept that. And you Greeny ain't on Greeny's level. Different level. Wow, uh, you're just uh, not. Uh, it might be the same building, but y'all got different views. Ha ha ha. Yours is a, apparently yours is the garden view. <laughs> Greeny, I, I mean, is it is it a fair verb to characterize Greeny in Europe gallivanting? Is that fair? Gallivanting Gallav- is a fair term, Carlin, and I'll take it a step further. I, I mean, as far as, you know, him and Stacey, they be out here doing stuff, man. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't know too many couples that be out here doing stuff and moving around as much as him and Stacey do. And if you ever need a restaurant recommendation, yeah. no matter where you are in the world, Greeny has got a place for you. 
Really? It's unbelievable. He's got a place for you. Doesn't matter where you are, what you need, what the occasion is. You need a restaurant recommendation. Mike Greenberg has got you covered. See, it is unbelievable. Tell me if I'm wrong about this, Nuno Bubba. Greeny would strike me as a guy that might be a little bit of a finicky eater. No? Um, not, I mean, not really. I mean, I guess to a degree, but he, he, no, he enjoys eating. Okay. He doesn't like to get messy, I that's guess. That's the issue. Yeah, I guess yes. that's the thing. But no, I mean, he eats, I mean, he eats. Like Greeny's not going to Joe's stone crabs. Right. I mean, he, Can but you he eat even the, then, he'll just, yeah. he'll, he'll eat, like, he'll eat wings. He'll just right. eat them with a fork and a knife. Like, right, which is strange. About that, so right. he'll, very, very he'll, eat, he'll eat, he'll get, he just, you know, I guess that's the point is he'll eat, he's adventurous and he'll eat whatever with, um, but he'll have napkins everywhere and forks and knives and everything set up that way. So I, I'd say he's not that picky. Yeah, like he's he, just uh, strange. Yeah, he'll be the habits. guy that is trying to like cut open an M M&M and M because he doesn't want to touch it, like that type of stuff. So that like that's the weird <laughs> part of that. He right? would and eat he, a that, Snickers and, bar yeah, with and, a knife and, and a fork. And he tends to skew healthy, I guess I would say. You know, yeah. which you know I would say is unfortunate. But um, so yeah, he's he's tends to skew healthy and you know very uh, non messy. The other thing I wanted you to consider, Chris, and, and guys. So my wife has been down with COVID for about four or five days since the weekend. And it was it was pretty bad the first couple of days. Like, this is the first time that she's gotten it. And Saturday, Sunday, not getting out of bed, even Monday. She's feeling better, you know, yesterday and today. Can you just imagine for a moment me being the primary caretaker for you in that kind of an instance? No, I couldn't. Yeah. It feels a lot like you would be like the woman in misery. And just, it'd be torture. I'm Kathy the Bates. The entire time. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. Kathy Bates would play me in that scenario. That, that's what it feels like. Now, I could be wrong, but yeah. I, don't, I don't get caretaker when I look at you. What I, do you I get? I get more undertaker when I look at you. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's not caretaker vibes. Yeah. I do have the look of a guy that would be shirtless digging a grave. <laughs> there it is. Absolutely. Bubba Let me nailed, tell you Bubba something. Nailed it. I'd like to think that I'm pretty attentive across the board. And I am not speaking ill here. Let's just say that there are some people that um, when they are sick, they just want to fight through it and get through it and all that. And some people, when they are sick, they're maybe a little bit, you know. They're going to milk it? A little bit. Okay. My, my, my wife might milk it a little bit. You're, you're really saying that your wife is milking having No, not, not, not now, but like, you know, everything's kind of, oh, oh, everything's in You better noise. hope Cheryl is not listening right now because this is not going to go over well, brother. I promise you. <laughs> I, I promise you, this is so, all bad right now. So what exactly do you bring to the table if you can't, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what's going to happen here. here's the thing. I asked the question, but the truth is this. I am a very gentle caretaker. I am somebody that it would surprise you to find out. I dote on my sick wife when that happens. What can I do for you? Can I make you some lunch? Can I get you anything else? I'm walking in. Let's take your temperature. Here's the thermometer. Here's let's, you know, make sure that you are healthy in every way. Are you hydrated enough? What else can I do? I mean, I worked in a drugstore growing up, which pretty much makes me a doctor. So I, I think you'd be surprised at how well I 
excel at this kind of thing. I'm trying to do laundry, and I say trying to do laundry. I'm trying to make this household run like a top, spin like a top. And it's, I, I think I have impressed myself with the way I've handled myself the last few days. That's all. Sounds like you got everything under control over there. Uh, I don't know how you're patting yourself on the back for this, Carlin. Never knew like, you were this flexible. This is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it just certainly doesn't strike me as a guy that will do that. Carlin is very cat-like in that way. But I, I just I don't understand how you're patting yourself on the back for doing something that you're supposed to be doing. Well, you do what you're supposed to do, but I think we would all agree that you wouldn't expect me to do it well. You might expect me to half-ass it. Well, I, Carlin, it's always important to under-promise and over-deliver. I don't understand why you have to come out here and say, well, you know what, I deserve to be husband of the year because I'm taking care of my wife while she has COVID. Well, I, I think I deserve to be husband of the year primarily because nobody would expect me to deliver, and yet I have. Well, we, we haven't established that you've delivered anything. This is only a one-way right? one conversation. <laughs> Thank we, you. we need to get her point of view to see uh, how much you've actually delivered. Well, I, maybe that can be arranged. I don't know. We'll see how she's feeling. She's not she's particularly shy, but I have gotten plenty of thank yous the last few days. That's she all she just wants you to leave the room. Yeah, all I'm that, saying that's is, all it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks. All Bye. I'm saying thanks. is, Canty, you know, as somebody that's getting married at the end of the year or at the yes. end of the summer, maybe you should be paying attention. That's all. Yes, I, I am taking notes on what not to do when I'm taking care of my fiance or wife when she's not feeling well. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is a pretty good story as far as wedding gifts go. And unfortunately, it's good in the moment. But I think it's going to go sour quickly if others follow suit. What am I talking about? Hold on, hold on one second, Carlin. Hold yeah. on one second. Wedding gifts are never easy. I mean, it's what's not... what's hard? What's hard about writing a check or giving somebody cash? Well, it depends. Like I, I I'm a cash guy. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, you're but from New Jersey. Just, You've let it be known. Okay, but let's also be clear. Your wedding gift? How would I give you cash? You could buy and sell me. Yeah, but that doesn't mean, listen, that doesn't mean I'm opposed to getting more cash. Colin, I understand I this, that, Colin, but it, I it just feels. Well, you can say that, but I always say if you know how much money you have, you don't have enough. So I, I don't know if there's a problem with you giving me cash or writing a check to celebrate my new nuptials. Okay, but it's not always that easy. But this, this in some ways was genius and in some ways a little bit dangerous. Bubba, explain. Yeah, so a guy named Vin posted on Twitter, he got married over the weekend, and his friend gave him a card, and it doesn't specify if he gave him anything else, so we'll just assume this is all it was in the card, and in the card it said, Monday, June 27th, and then it listed four bets, Yankees, minus one and a half, Cardinals, money line, Rangers, minus one and a half, Rockies, plus one and a half. Then he drew a picture of a lock and he said of the year. So then the guy Vin on that Monday bet $50 on that. It was a four pick parlay plus 1286. He ended up winning $693. So it's a great idea. It's a great idea, but you actually have to know what you're talking about here. Because otherwise all you're doing is losing the money. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise you're just writing down some games and date numbers and then the guy just loses money and i don't know this can't this can't be like carlin's locks of the night this this has to be like official like we've got to get we've got to get joe fortenball daily wager crew on this like Like if you're gonna make that that we know what we're doing here if you're gonna make that a a wedding gift you need to have inside information but i mean this guy's guy's this? now just give him the seed money too like tell him this is the amount of money you need to wager here are the bets. Here's the hundred bucks, and then turn that into you know the six hundred, seven hundred dollars, whatever it ends up being. But I feel like you got to include the actual money that's going to be bet in order to make it a wedding mm. gift, if that makes sense, Carlin. Mm. We head to the phone lines now and welcome in ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks, who will also give us a little bit of insight as to this whole wedding gift situation that we were discussing. Uh, a few moments ago. Bobby, you're a Jersey guy. You have handed out contracts. When you are going to a wedding, is your go-to wedding gift cash or is it actually going to the registry and getting the gift for the individual? It's cash. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is. But but I will say this. I, I did go to the Kim Kardashian, Chris Humphrey's wedding back in, I believe that was 2011. Yeah. And did not bring a gift at all. So in that instance, would you have were – they, were they telling you not to bring any gifts? Or was it, I, I can't give these guys cash? Well, Humphrey's had a ridiculous no, I contract. Mean, I mean, we went on the registry, and there was, like, salt and pepper shakers for, like, $1,500. And I knew probably <laughs> these two were going to be divorced in about 30 days. And I was like, I'm not spending that. <laughs> <laughs> So, Bobby, you're taking over-unders on the amount of time they're going to be together at their wedding? <laughs> oh, yeah. They had a great wow. band, and the food was good. <laughs> and I had three days in Santa Barbara. <laughs> great band. The food is good. By the way, I give it six months. <laughs> See, here's what's genius about that, too, Chris, is because of etiquette, you actually have a year to give the gift. 
So with that in mind, Bobby, knowing that the under was going to be a year, I don't have to give the gift. <laughs> beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> that is tremendous. I would have actually enjoyed it more had you just put 200 bucks in an envelope and said, here you go. <laughs> that would have been even better. <laughs> Bobby, we appreciate the time as always. Let's get right into it. First of all, let's start with the DeJounte Murray trade yesterday. Your evaluation of what the Hawks gave up and ultimately how worth it it is for them to make that deal. Yeah, I mean, three first-round picks, two are unprotected. is certainly pretty rich, um, especially that Atlanta's going to have him for two years. Uh, because his contract is so – it's a team-friendly deal, I don't think he will be signing an extension anytime soon. And um, they look at it kind of a, as a, you know, kind of a two-year window as far as to go out and try to try to win a championship, and hopefully they can get him to commit, um, commit long-term here. I mean, I think probably the big concern for me just having dealt with it in, in, um, in Brooklyn would probably be that there's a pick swap involved there too, and that kind of leaves you – Certainly exposed. I think, Chris, the, the, the other thing, too, is that, you know, for San Antonio team that's, I guess, is focusing on, you know, their young players and rebuilding, you know, he's, he's a 25-year-old all-star point guard. So if he doesn't, he doesn't fit that, what they're trying to do, that would leave me a little bit concerned, at least if I'm a Hawks fan's perspective. But he's a talented guard. Him and um, Trey Young, you know, they, they both need the ball in their hands. Um, you know, I think Young will probably move on, move on to, the, to the two guard here. But uh, I understand that the trade and, you know, certainly a little bit of a little bit of a rich package as far as what had to go out. Bobby, uh, obviously a lot of Knicks fans are disappointed because that was another one of the teams that was linked to DeJounte Murray and potential trade rumors. And so for the Knicks to tap out of the bidding war and ultimately uh, relent and let Atlanta make the deal with the Spurs, what, what is your thoughts on the Knicks not pushing to try to match the offer that the Hawks had on the table for Murray? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly the you know it would require require some some salary going out too. So you had a bunch going to Detroit, and maybe some of that could have gotten re, redirected. I think I think you know it's one thing to have protected picks from uh, the Pistons or the Wizards um, in prior the Mavericks in prior deals, and um, if it was going to cost you your own. Um, you know, as you saw with Atlanta, you know, unprotected ones, it was probably something that New York, especially if, if, the, if the thinking now is that you're going to get, you know, potentially Jalen Brunson in, in free agency, then you, you eventually kind of just you, you walk away from it. But, um, you know, there's, you know, there's, oppor- there's opportunities out there. When you go out and you do a deal like that and you're giving up three ones and pick swaps, like you won't have any more, that many more swings at it, right? So you got to make sure that it's going to be the right player that you go after so, and obviously here they're still waiting you know they're going to wait for one of these disgruntled all-stars to demand a trade and hopefully they you know they still have their picks to go out and do a deal bobby marks espn nba front office insider joining canty and carlin in for Greeny today bobby the nets there are rumors that they might get involved on deandre ayton here uh your evaluation of first of all phoenix is unwillingness to go to a max contract with Aiton and what Aiton actually adds to a team that is looking to acquire him right now. Well, I saw, I mean, I wish, I wish some of these casino sites would just call me, and I'd help them adjust their lines as far as who's favored and who's not favored. So I, I saw the Nets as a second favorite to get DeAndre Aiton. I was like, how is, how in the heck is that going to happen? Unless they're going to go trade Kyrie. 
um, just because of the, you know, the, the, all these logistics from the salary cap standpoint. Yeah, I would love DeAndre and if I was a Nets fan in a, in a, in a uniform here, but you know, there's, it's the salary component here. Like it's gotta be one of your big three salaries that is going to go out in a deal. You know, it's not going to be, you know, Seth Curry and Joe Harris, I don't think. So I think when you look at Aiton, the market is going to be extremely interesting because, as you know, there's not many teams out there with room. That we, see like, we feel like there's an impasse as far as what his future is going to be in Phoenix. Is there a team out there, whether it be Indiana, teams like Toronto that needs the center, that can come, come in and, and put a package together? And um, this thing might, you know, we might be in a little bit of a standstill for a little bit here, but they won't lose him for nothing. They'll get something back. Um, but it is, it's interesting that, you know, there's, you know, that like the likelihood is that he does not return here. What, what is it about Aiton that has rubbed Phoenix the wrong way here that they're ready to move on? I think committing $32 million or $31 million per year at the center position is they don't see that as good value. And they don't put Aiton up there where they see Joel Embiid and Jokic, um, maybe even Rudy Gobert. Um, and that they could look at and, and try to use that money elsewhere as far as with the rest of the roster. And, you know, they saw what Beyond, Bismarck Biombo did and JaVale McGee when Aiton was out and, you know, played pretty well. And they said, you know what, do we really need to commit, you know, $31, $32 million to that, to that player? Talking with ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks on Greeny. And, Bobby, we're, we're seeing – News out of Philadelphia that James Harden is going to opt out of his deal and sign a more team-friendly contract that affords Daryl Morey some financial flexibility to go out and make some moves. We know that P.J. Tucker has been linked to the Philadelphia 76ers. Can you tell us about whether or not that's going to actually happen and then what other moves could be on the horizon for the Sixers? Yeah, you'll see Philadelphia probably when, um, when free agency starts later today. They have the They'll use their $10.5 million mid-level exception. They'll use their 4.1 biannual exception. They'll have enough room under the $157 million hard cap to go out and re-sign Harden, whether it be $35 million, $36 million. Um, it'll be interesting if it's a three- or four-year contract here. So he gave back money. You know, I'm sure he'll earn it in the, in the back end here, but um, I give him credit. Right, he, he. I think it's the relationship that he has with Daryl Morey. He saw that they can go out and get two players to help this roster um, right now, and, and and do that. And um, that's kind of where we're, we're, we're see what will happen in Philadelphia as far as the rest of the roster. I think it's you know, certainly probably keep an eye on Tobias Harris as far as what happens with him. He's got two years, seventy million plus, Peace Um, You know, but if you can get a guy like PJ Tucker and, and another player. Uh, and bring Harden back on a good contract, that's a, that's a pretty good start to the offseason. Bobby, when you look at the Eastern Conference as a whole, when we talk about the Knicks and Jalen Brunson, we understand that it's not enough to maybe vault them up into the top three or four teams. But what other kind of piece would have to be added with Brunson if he goes there uh, to really get them more into the conversation in the Eastern Conference? Well, I mean, there. You know, Brunson's not a. He's not your number one. You know, I think he's a. He's a good two, and he's a good two or three on a on a really good team here. So, you know, is it? I mean, is RJ going to take that big leap? Um, certainly had a really good year. Uh, do we see Julius Randle, the 2020-21 version, who was an All NBA player, 
um, that's where, for right now, you're, it's what you're going to be heavily relying on as far as those two players because, you know, with Brunson, like, if you're asking him to come in and, and be the savior, I think we're, we're, you know, that's the wrong thing. You know, he's, ba- he's, ba- he's being paid a premium because that's kind of what the mar- market is dictating right now. Talking with ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks on Greeny. And, Bobby, we saw yesterday that the Utah Jazz hired assistant head, assistant head coach Will Hardy from the Boston Celtics to be their next head coach. How does that decision impact the future of Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and that Jazz franchise? Yeah, I mean, you get someone uh, – there's an understanding as far as how he is going to use both players with uh, Mitchell and Gobert, uh, or maybe how he's not going to use them. And I think with, with Gobert – you know, does he fit long-term as far as what the head coach is going to be, um, you know, what he's trying to do in there. And I think it brings a little bit more clarity here. So I think, you know, certainly that will be a name to, to, keep, an, to keep an eye on. I mean, he's owed $38 million entering this, uh, you know, into this offseason here. But I think once you get that person in place, as far as is, is Rudy Gobert part of their future here, um, you know, you get a lot more, you know, answers than probably what questions were. Bobby, big part of our NBA free agency special on ESPN, 4.30 to 6 today and then 7 p.m. Hosted by Malika Andrews, breaking news, reaction from all our insiders and analysts, including Bobby Marks. Bobby, appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider. And I love the answer on if on the Kardashian wedding. More than anything. Yeah, and he didn't, didn't give him anything because they weren't going to stay married very and long. He and he knew it. He knew it. But he still went to the wedding, though, Carlin. Oh, I, and I don't blame him one is bit. That, is, is that bad for him? No, that's the thing, though. Like, if you're not in full support of the union, of the actual marriage, if you don't think it would last, should you even show up and get the free food and free drinks? Yes. If it's a Kardashian wedding, if it's a high-level, high-end wedding, there's no question you show up. Because you can hide under that little rule of you have a year to get the couple a wedding gift. Well, Carlin, I will say this. You don't have a year to give me my wedding gift. I, I'm going to need my wedding gift <laughs> the day of or shortly thereafter. <laughs> Otherwise, we ain't going to be friends no more. <laughs> I, have, I have had that. The, the biggest problem that we had was the thank you notes. Because you have a year to get those out, too. Uh, but see, that's the part that seems ridiculous to me. And I just got a thank you note from one of Mel's friends for a wedding that we went to a couple of months ago in Atlanta. What's the point of sending out the thank you note? Like, you showed up, I fed you, you had free drinks, we had a good time at the party. That's thank you enough. I don't know why I have to thank you on top of what I've already given you in experiencing my wedding. I'm glad you're there. Thanks for supporting us. The thank you for supporting us is the good food, the good drinks, the great cake, the great music at the party. I don't understand why I got to send out another letter, another stationery after I've sent out save the dates, after I've sent out formal invites. I don't know why I have to send out more paper while I got to buy more damn stamps at the post office. I'm tired of spending time in the post office sending out stuff for the wedding. When the wedding is over, that's it. There is no more going out. I don't disagree with a word that you said. Thank you. It makes all of the sense in the world. However, allow me to just share this instance. Oh, boy. There was, at one point in my family, a major rift that happened between my aunt 
and my mother over a thank you note where they did not speak for four years. <laughs> I swear you to ex- God. You got to explain what happened. <laughs> I swear to God. One Christmas, my aunt would come over with my uncle and would give gifts to all the kids. And there were six of us. So, like, that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's an investment. Sure. So, my sister, who was, you know, 10 at the time, was the only one of us that happened to send a thank you note, at least relatively quickly. My aunt sent a note back to my sister that said, hey, thank you so much for your thank you note. You are the only one of the kids who sent one. And I think that speaks highly of you. And my mother saw that note. And she blew a gasket. Well, why does she blow a gasket? Because she's pointing out that all the rest of the kids are bums. And not well they, well, they are. You don't have to send a thank you note, but you should say thank you. Like you pick up the phone a couple of days later and say, "Hey, I really appreciate the gifts on Christmas. That was nice to think of us in mm-hmm. that way." You know, but the fact that you didn't send a note, you didn't give a phone call, just nothing. Again, this was in the span of about a week after Christmas, so my mother felt, "Well, wait a second, you're attacking me and the way I raise my kids." Because the rest of them haven't sent one yet. When well, I Carlin, tell you, well, Carlin, a hit dog will holler now. Mama, Car- <laughs> Mama Carlin, Mama Carlin might have been sensitive to something, and Listen. that was brought out a little bit. Here's the thing: if you're giving six presents to all the kids, like that, that's a that's something that is worthy of a thank you. My mother is 89 years old. We are 100 percent Irish. I'll tell you one thing: she doesn't remember a lot. She remembers all the grudges. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs>